In the most divisive of times, the great debates rage on. Who was the best Batman? Was the book truly better than the movie? Did Han shoot first? Nerds with opinions will seek to answer life's greatest questions. Hello, fellow nerds. You are listening to Nerds with Opinions, episode number 67. As always, I am your host, Matt Holman. Today on the podcast, we have a Marks with Opinions episode. We are talking pro wrestling, and I am joined by frequent guest, Tony Williams. And we are discussing two of the most recent WWE pay-per-views, NXT TakeOver, In Your House, and backlash we do a deep dive review of each here today on nerds with opinions all right so we are back marks with opinions in the house uh So I am here with uh, the the original Marks with Opinions uh, cohort, Tony Williams. How are you doing today? I got my beer. Good to go. And it's funny. I see that I, you're wearing the WWE title. I just pulled the beer <laughs> from the title. <laughs> I, I saw that. <laughs> um, beer holster. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I was thinking about it because I I've literally only missed one of these, and it it felt <laughs> it felt like Taker, dude. I'm like, I should I should be on this. <laughs> I should be talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just start off with uh, in your house. Let's just qu- quickly. I mean, because I think we're gonna get through this podcast pretty quick because these were both like short pay per views, especially in your house so six matches. O- on that note. It was nice. Like I love it. I think that's been like one of the best things in terms of wrestling in like the COVID era. There, there's a mm-hmm. more downsides than upsides. Are we, but are we calling it that? <laughs> might as well. Um, but I think that the the shorter shows. I, I know that they're gonna like when as soon as there's like regular audiences, they're gonna go right back to just the crazy giant like shows that are five hours long uh, I, I'm I, I don't know I'm I would I'm not looking forward to that but it's inevitable but I'm, I'm enjoying the short shows right now so when they first announced this I got super pumped because I'm a, I'm a big nostalgia fan I love you know anytime that they kind of like do throwback stuff and they haven't done you know these in a while but I, I love like the like the legends kind of nights and like the what what do they call those like raw we- rewind or uh, raw yeah like, like old, old school state, raw old school raw yeah I, I love that shit um, and so when they announced that they were gonna bring back in your house because it was the twenty fifth anniversary mm-hmm. I, I I was super pumped on it and then. I was even more impressed with the lead-up marketing to it, where they were doing like old-school graphics mm-hmm. and like video packages with like the old-school music. And it's like, am I in the '90s? Like, what the fuck is? <laughs> Dude, amazing! And 
the show itself, <laughs> leaning into that, like, did not disappoint. The set was, like, on point, looked exactly like the in-your-house sets from, from the 90s. Mm-hmm. Those ridiculous, like, cutaway fake commercials that they made <laughs> with, like, Todd Penningill and, like, how they had, like, Adam Cole do the Ico Pro commercial. Dude, yeah. so good. So good. So let's so, get right into... Oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. On, on a side note of that, do you think it would have gone as well if it was WWE, not NXT? No. Okay. <laughs> I, just, I just wanted to confirm my own feelings of no. there's there's no way that could have that, that could have gone better. It's like I bet Vince was even like, oh, yeah, you can do the stupid in your house thing. It's not going to do anything. And it's just like, no, this is fucking awesome. You know, I, I, I and it's not like unprecedented that even like, you know, the main roster WWE has done like that kind of stuff, you know, and like two like varying degrees of success. So I, I, I don't know. I don't really understand why they can't like, you know, like for instance, they seem to every time they bring back King of the Ring and everybody's like, fuck yeah, King of the Ring. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a great vehicle, you know, to make new stars, whether they be heels or baby faces. And then they do it. And then it's gone for like five years. Yeah, I think you know Sheamus and now Corbin were the gap. Unless Bray uh, was Bray Wyatt or not Wyatt uh, Wade Barrett was he after Sheamus? Yeah, there's there. I think there's been a couple people after Sheamus. Yeah, but it's we'd still, have to it's look that like, up. But it's been like it's, four it's been years. A while. It's been a while, and uh, so yeah, like I mean that's just an example. But I think, like, there's no reason why they can't do, like, throwback events every now and again. Um, Because, I mean, obviously, like, dude, there is serious money in nostalgia. Like, look at, like, the the Bash at the Beach uh, shows that AEW did. And, I mean... And then uh, you got War Games, dude, like... Right. And so they, they do... Well, I mean, I, that just kind of incorporates like that match stipulation, but yeah, that's it. That's but it's, bringing it's back still some, like, yes. Um, when was the last War Games match before NXT started doing it regularly? WCW era, exactly. That, that's that's where it was created. Yeah. So, so. I I don't know. To me, the, there's no reason why like WWE has the rights to all these different ECW pay per views, all these different WCW pay per views, and then past WWE ones. It's like. How have you fucking nerds not done Halloween Havoc yet? <laughs> like, like for real, for real. Um, you know what I mean? Like, th- th- there's there's proof of this outside of just this in your house. Like, think about before they killed it and did WWE ECW when they did the one night stand shows. Yeah. Like the original one, dude. Those were cool. Those were awesome. Those, so successful so like they can absolutely do like one-off throwback shows anyhow i digress and you don't even need to actually have like you don't have to bring legends back you can still have your active roster Mm -hmm. you know be involved in it and i think this is evidence of that so let's start with the opening match six woman tag team match mia yim shotzi blackheart and tegan knox defeated candice LeRae, dakota kai and raquel gonzalez and this was kind of like a, a vehicle for basically everybody that is currently, you know, all these gals who had like their own individual feuds. And then let's, you know, 
throw them together. And, and it seemingly from the fallout of this, it was just to kind of like keep the feuds going. What'd you think about this match? Excuse me. Uh, no, I really liked it. Um, Shotzi kind of came out of left field. Uh, Logan and I were watching the rumble and we're like, who the hell is Shotzi? Bla- oh my God. She's, she's, this chick is awesome. And then like, we started paying she attention to mini tank. Yeah. We started paying attention to her. I was like, that chick, that chick was really cool. And she's got like a cool little gimmick and blah, blah, blah. She's and then very, I think like, very good in the ring too. I think the following week she did the tank and me and Logan were, uh, messaging each other. Like, dude, did you see, like she came in on a tip and then, uh, Knox has always been a favorite ever since, yeah, uh, she's you awesome. kind of, you kind of pointed her out and I was like, I thought that was to Deco- Never mind. Okay. No, I see who it. Oh, no, she's awesome. No. Bro, as soon as they had her in the May Young Classic, uh, I was like reading who the participants were, and like a girl from Wales, like, awesome. being a being a Welsh guy. I'm like, yes, I don't I don't care if she's hot garbage. I'm gonna root <laughs> for her, but she's really good. Mm. And what's and uh, she's got that cool, you know, like Captain Marvel, you mm-hmm. know, gimmick. So yeah, and her honestly, just her story, both May Young Class or the two, it's like that writes itself. Yeah. And it just, but I think even you and I, because we knew who she was at Takeover Portland when she took that table bump, we're just like, nope, I I did not like that. Like she needs to be okay. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, so terrible. I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping they do something more with her. Like if she started, uh, either stick with this tag team and go after the tag titles a little bit more, or uh, even a singles push. I'm hoping for a singles push in the end because I think that she has the she has the talent to to be in that that picture for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think if you do do that, do do, I would do even throw Dakota Kai in the title picture and have her maybe win it, and then Knox take it off her because mm. that's that's just uh, the redemption that she didn't get at uh, Takeover. See, and this is why, but then you think of like how many women behind in the line they are. Mm-hmm. Cause like this is, this is part of the problem with WWE and, and NXT for that matter is like the, the rosters are so stacked, even with like letting all those people go, they hardly let anybody go from NXT. They let Deanna Perrazzo, that was it. And so yeah. now, like, even though they let all those people go from, from Raw and SmackDown, uh, they still have a pretty stacked roster for NXT. So that's why I was kind of hoping that, you know, post this event when Bailey and Sasha went to <laughs> NXT and defended those titles against Shotzi mm-hmm. and Tegan, I was hoping that they were going to drop them because I've, I I kind of would like to see those tag titles in NXT for a while and have those NXT gals be going up under the main roster to get some more experience, but also so there there's a little more going on in, in NXT because the fact of the matter is there if they're if they're giving some more title opportunities to the NXT women, uh, they can still like I said come up with those titles and defend them on the other shows, mm-hmm. and then on the there's still a a women's title on both. SmackDown and Raw, and then now it seems like the brand split is a joke. Anyways, people bounce around. They're doing that stupid like wild card thing again. So like, what, what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. But so uh, taking taking that note, 
Um, cause they didn't win the titles. Um, no, but if they would have, you can also use that as, cause NXT is still only in, well, I guess everything's in the performance center right now. So, um, once this whole COVID thing and they start doing travel shows and everything like that, you take, uh, the tag titles, put them on NXT people, you take them to raw, take them to SmackDown. You see how they can do in front of a raw and SmackDown crowd. And that's also a way you can kind of see like, well, we can call these people up. We can call this person up. And then I still even hate saying call up because NXT is its own brand. Like if anything, it's better. I think we've been saying this for years. It's been better than raw and SmackDown. Oh, yeah, if anything, the the quote unquote call up, I think is like uh, I get concerned about it every time I hear about it. Now, you like as soon as they announced Matt Riddle was called up, so to speak, I was like, oh, God, here we go. End of his career. <laughs> like, yeah, they, they've ruined more people than they've made successful. Of course, like the ones that have been successful have been very, very successful. Like I mm-hmm. think Charlotte Flair is like an example of that. Sasha Bailey. Seth Rollins, but there's KO Finn Balor. Well, Finn is a a little gray area. Like if he wouldn't, I I honestly think if they they were, I think that's why it was a good move to go back to Mm -hmm. NXT because like, I think they were kind of ruining him, but so, so it's, there's two, two storylines. If he never messed up his shoulder, where would he be? And if they would have put him right back where he was when he came back, where would he be? We'll see. And then, so he couldn't control what happened to the shoulder, and neither could WWE. But they mm-hmm. could have controlled the narrative as to how he came back, and they yeah. never. Yeah, I agree like with you. The, they never. The did. fact it took uh, how many years f- for Roman to be like, no, no, Finn gets his title match tonight, and it's just like, okay, no, that was that's the perfect thing Roman could do right now because everyone was still kind of on the fence with him, and it's just. WWE doesn't know what to do with certain people and they need to figure it out. Yeah. So I guess the, the long and the short of it is we kind of got out into the weeds, but um, oh, I yeah. think this was a, a real good opening match. These are all like very talented women. I, I'm still like, comers. I'm still not really sure about Raquel Gonzalez, but in terms of like the, uh, the kind of the proverbial, heavy to Dakota Kai's like her you know, diesel to Shawn Michaels. Absolutely. Like that, the, you know, like dude, Raquel Gonzalez is huge. She's, she's so jacked and so tall compared to the rest of the female talent and she's extremely powerful. So I think they have something with her for sure. And then that kind of, even though it's been done so many times that diesel and Shawn, sort of dynamic of mm-hmm. the, the, the big, the big heavy, guy with the little guy. Yeah. And then and the be, little guy that's a little more like established and like ring savvy. It's, mm-hmm. it's a great combination, but you know what they should do? They should do it flip flopped. They should have a big guy who's like kind of blah, blah. And then the little guy who's a little scrapper who no one wants to mess with. <laughs> I would love to see that. I, I, I don't know. Has that ever been done? I don't think so. So like, I can't uh, think of it. take a, take a Keith Lee, who is not? He's not bad. But imagine heel Keith Lee, who's like, no, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fight you. And then like uh, mm, Jamie Noble, like little scrappy, <laughs> like <laughs> like a two oh fiver. that'd be great. Uh, I want that now. I want that to be a thing. That's great. 
so yeah, this was a this was a good match. Uh, honestly, I, I'm not I'm not mad either way. I I honest I think this could have went either way, um, but I think it was a good match. The next match was really really impressive. Finn Balor defeated Damian Priest in a singles match. What did you think about this? Besides that nasty fucking bump that I don't know how he didn't explode. Let's take a quick aside on that. <laughs> and like before we talk about the match as a whole, that bump, obviously it was must disgusting. have been safe, but it looked horrific. So yeah, they did. The they lower did a, back, like, oh God. He They did a report, no injury, no major injuries, not even like a minor one, I think he was reported. Was sore as shit though. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I thought it was really good. Um, Cause we, Damien went from the, the kind of North American title scene to this. And as weird as it sounds, that's not a bad thing to go from a title picture to a Balor. Like, I feel like that's, that's not a step down. That's not any downgrade. It's, and I think right. we were talking about it as it was going. It's like this is kind of weird thrown together match, but it's like, it's either going to make Damien look like a star or bury him. And he, it made him look good. He looks great. I, I do think though. So now he's he's taken he all of his like real big like high profile matches. He had um, some high profile matches with Velveteen Dream, Keith and Dijakovic, and now with Balor. I, I think he has to like have a signature win though soon. Otherwise, it's it, you're gonna have a hard time like I I think you're gonna have a hard time justifying him as like a big badass and like one of the top guys. Oh, actually, cause it even didn't even, uh, Gargano beat him too. Right. Uh, last sure. week on NXT, I think, but no, but prior, he, prior he, to that, when he was a baby face, when Johnny was a baby face, didn't he? he yeah. Beat him too uh, at one of the paper pay-per-views. I, I believe so. I can't remember, but, uh, is Damien a tweener or just, he's, he's mainly been a, a heel. Mm-hmm. But and, it's like uh, putting up against Finn. Is that just a? I don't know. Because Finn's heel, technically. Yeah, I. I well, <laughs> I, I think he's kind of a tweener, because he's he's, even though like obviously the way he came, back to NXT was straight up heel, but I think now it's it's one of those things where like people want to love him because think mm-hmm. about like even though. He was the heel against Johnny at in Portland. Everyone was still cheering for him. And, and they were cheering for both those guys. And so it was like, uh, yeah, I, I think he's a tweener um, yeah. more than Damien is. But yeah, this yeah, match was, was sick. Go ahead and uh, l- let me know what you thought about it. No, I really liked it. I've, I've always enjoyed Finn's work. with. He can work with anyone. Like, what's the, what's the saying? He could work with a mop and it's put it on a five-star match. Yeah. It's uh, him, AJ, and all them could totally do that. And uh, I was I was a little concerned because Damien's got an interesting character because he's uh, – not that it matters or anything like that. But is he Native American or is he uh, – I don't actually – let's let's pull it up. I, let's see here. Because if he, if he isn't, he's leaning – I this is my take from it. I'm taking um, – he's leaning into kind of that kind of character. Or I guess he kind of just looks, but it's not a bad thing. I I'm th- I actually am enjoying him. Uh, and if he can take a nasty bump like he did off those stairs, he can. He he's can hang. Pu- he's Puerto Rican. Okay. Yeah. 
He just he doesn't uh, wear the same gear as a normal, I guess, as weird as it sounds, <laughs> normal Puerto Rican. He definitely has a unique look. I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Well, yeah. So he's he's kind of like he reminds me of like he's almost like a, like a '90s like like club goth. Uh, like I, I, that's like his like aesthetic, and I, I I dig it. I also like his in ring style for how big he is. And I was just looking mm-hmm. at his page. Apparently, he has a martial arts background, so that okay. that, that explains, explains that. like the kicks and everything. But I, I think he's very intriguing. I remember him in Ring of Honor, and he was really really good in there. And I and I think he's like getting his, he's like coming into his like own. He's kind of hitting mm-hmm. his stride in NXT. And, but one thing I've been impressed with is for how freaking big he is, the he fact moved. that he can work with a guy the size of Finn Balor or, the, or a guy the size of Johnny Gargano, and it it's not like they don't have to completely play the whole David and oh, Goliath, and, you know, Rey Mysterio wrestling, you know, the Big Show kind of mm-hmm. kind of vibe. Like he he's very athletic. Like he's he's big. Uh, exactly. He's big, but he's still athletic. And he's also not like cookie cutter muscle, muscle head, like not, not say he's out of shape or anything. He's just like, he doesn't have, uh, he's pretty lean. Yeah. And I think they were saying that on the show because dude, he's lost a lot of weight because he, uh, he was kind of like soft back in the day. Like when I first saw, saw him in ring of mm. honor and he's just like super leaned out now. Cause he's just yeah. a tall, like slender guy. So I can see him uh, going kind of Brody Lee status, cult leader. I, I can see him moving along with that. Uh, if he – once he like – like you said, he's hitting his stride, but he hasn't quite got there yet. But once he figures it out, I can totally see him doing a cult leader type character. That could be cool. I, I, I think that they they – need to have him on the mic more because I think he has very underrated promo skills and he also has a very like he's a very eloquent way of speaking and he has a very like powerful speaking voice like he's got this Mm -hmm. crazy deep voice and to me I hear that guy when he cuts promos and I'm like he needs to be like cutting way more promos and maybe if he's like a faction leader he you know, would be like the the mouthpiece. So. Or maybe even uh, you throw him into a faction, and maybe he takes it over from the inside. Something along those lines. Just so if 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 the Wyatt family was a thing right now, like throw him with Bray, who is an excellent talker. Let him kind of learn uh, how things work, and then he like attacks, take over, something like that. What if they did like a, I I don't think like a, a straight up vampire gimmick will, will work in anymore. But what if it's like a brood sort of situation like but Sleepy they, Hollow, oh. like <laughs> cu- cut out the cut out the vampire stuff, but kind of like the like creepy goth shit. Like mm-hmm. can can you imagine him like in a group like that? I I I feel like that would work really well. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's just do like him and. I can never. I can't remember his first name. Cross. Like that would Karen? be an yeah. That would be an interesting like kind of satanic y. Maybe down the line, like obviously, it's very clear to me that they're trying to push 
him. They're pushing carrying, him to the freaking like, moon and to, it's to the to the top. But Adam Cole addressed that actually. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, he's like Cross has been here for like five minutes, and there's. <laughs> Eddie, you think you can just get pushed to my title? Blah blah blah. That's how that triple. Th- that's how that uh, winner take all match got set up. Yeah. So I guess just like last final thoughts on Balor and Priest. I good. even though I, I like I said even though I I really want a signature win from Damian, I I do think that long term booking as like Finn is the biggest name in NXT and like in the men's division that this makes sense because yep. like obviously they are massively fucking up if they don't have Finn and Cole like that's a dream match like both bullet club members both like indie darlings it's and i don't think they've ever worked together i mean they might have outside of WWE but definitely not in WWE well no um new japan finn was Finn went from uh, Ireland to New Japan, and then he left New Japan about the time AJ showed up. And it's like but he I don't. Was, he was still working UK Indies. Like it's possible that their their paths crossed in the Indies. Yeah. I'm not sure though. I like maybe not. That might but be it's something th- to check out. But yeah, because because Cole's been working for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's uh, Damien. Damien's gonna be a good good guy. He's gonna. Yeah. Other than that, Finn. Finn is Finn. If Finn has a bad match, it's the other guy's fault. <laughs> but yeah, this match was sick. I, I definitely liked it. Uh, next match, Keith Lee defeated Johnny Gargano in a singles match <laughs> for the NXT North American title. This is another one that Keith is a guy that is so talented that, you know, he's he's gigantic, but he has such good athleticism that he can work with mm-hmm. literally anyway. anybody. He's, he's freaky strong, but then he's freaky fast so that he could work with a guy like Johnny and... But dude, and, could and you Johnny's imagine? Just crazy talented. Can you imagine a Keith Lee Samoa Joe match? Oh gosh, <laughs> dude! Oh my god, that'd be incredible. I I mm-hmm. I, I want to see him like against all the the top guys. Mm-hmm. Like him and AJ Styles would be absolutely sick. Or Seth, like, mm-hmm. oof, good stuff. Because I mean, even that little bit that he and like he and Roman mixed it up mm-hmm. oh, was so good. Dude, so that good. spirit bomb. On Roman, like I don't know if it's the way Roman just sold it, uh, took the bump or anything. It just it looked gnarly, and it looked like he got everything into it. And the bounce, yeah, because he he the way he gets them is just like he goes hits the bump on their back, and the bounce is so big he literally flips them up on their shoulders for the pin, and it's great. Yeah, yeah, I fucking love it. Uh, did you enjoy, did you enjoy? Um how Mia Yim and Candice LeRae kind of like came back from the first match and got involved mm-hmm. in this one. Um, I, I forgot, I forgot Mia Yim and Keith Lee are a thing. And yeah. so I was just kind of like, that's weird. And I was like, Oh no, they're okay. That makes sense. That's perfect. Right. Um, but no, cause I, I've been really enjoying this, uh, Candice LeRae heel turn. It's like it, he, I felt like she needed it. Um, and they're pl- they're doing so well. I hate Johnny so much because of it. It's it's working. I was a little concerned at first, like where there's like that much flip flip flopping. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes if you go like heel babyface heel babyface heel babyface, you end up it, like a big show. It can, it can be problematic because it starts to like not mean anything. But mm-hmm. I think this last turn 
w- well, she was did. shocking, and then it, it's worked as since they're as a couple. So uh, when we watched Takeover War Games with and Candice LeRae came out, and Jordan's like, "Who's this cupcake bitch?" <laughs> like, that's how I've kind of referred to her when I talked to her, talked to Jordan about her. I was like, "Oh, Candice LeRae turned heel. Oh God, she like dyed her hair silver. This is." This is cool. She's like, who's Candice Ray? I was like, cupcake. Like, oh, cupcake. But she like is going completely away from that now, and it's working, and it's awesome. I love yeah, everything yeah. about it. And jo- Johnny Bean, the douchebag, everything's about me. But he's like, he he spits his words just well enough that it's like, no, he cares about his wife. He is no, no, he, he no, he does. It's like. I don't know. I think Does it's, he? it's <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, honey. We'll check WebMD. Like she's got yeah. a fucking concussion and she's there. I think that they should run with that for at least a year. And I'd be, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. I, I like that. They're kind of like a duo. And I honestly, as much as like Keith and Mia, I think they should both be pursuing singles careers. Cause they're like, two of the best in their division like having them kind of like collaborate and do like mixed gender matches are 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 cool i think yeah no i agree with that like this for like one maybe two like so if uh candace it's involved in the triple threat next week maybe have uh mia yim get involved and then i think that should be the end of it unless uh unless finn wins the title and Johnny blames Keith and he wants one more match with them. Just basically wants the Johnny and Keith Lee feud ends. I think there might ends. be a high likelihood that that happens. So if the, once the Keith Lee and Johnny Gargano feud ends, I think Mia should go back to singles and Keith should go back to singles. But Candice and Johnny, it's old school Triple H stuff, dude. Like, that's that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Except yeah. Candice LeRae can actually wrestle and... Um, I think you can run with this for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So this match was, was phenomenal. I, I, I have nothing but good to say about both these guys and I, I expected it to be absolutely fire. I, I liked that they incorporated the stuff, the dirty little sneaky things that Johnny had done mm. on the NXT show prior, what, where he crushed his finger, crushed Keith's fingers, that is, and then stabbed him in the eye with the, the key. <laughs> I like that they're working that, and they're still working it uh, on TV uh, after this. And, dude, but some of those spots were wild. When he threw him through the yeah plexiglass, the plexiglass, woo! Holy shit, dude! I I was, I yeah, I remember we were all watching it on Zoom, and like I think we all marked for that because it. Yeah. I'm sure that they kind of jury rigged that, to, but it still looked yeah. Awful. Still though, <laughs> uh, yeah. one thing the one thing I would maybe change. I think Keith should have thrown Johnny through that front door of that set. Cause it just, it yeah. went with the Johnny locking it. It's just like, ha ha. If, if Keith would have just like thrown him or like, uh, kick it, kicked him through it. I think that would have, that would have made it for me a little bit more, but yeah. the, the plexiglass was still good as I keep calling him a uh, yeet Lee. So, <laughs> Yeah, dude, it was a uh, it was a great match, and I so yeah, the kind of the fallout of this is Keith, Finn, and Johnny are gonna have now have a triple threat, and um, I'm all about it. 
And, the, and then the winner gets to face Adam Cole. And so, like, actually, let's have let's transition into the next match. Adam Cole defeated Velveteen Dream in a last chance backlot brawl for the NXT title, where if Dream lost, he could never challenge for the NXT championship as long as Cole is champion. Well, I mean, first of I all, did, let's talk about those the the stipulations. I didn't know that was a thing. The whole like you don't get to challenge Adam Cole again. So. That just got me wheel spinning for Balor winning both titles because Finn and uh, Dream had a little thing going and it never came of anything. So, except for well, except for now, like I now they're like teasing Dexter Loomis and Mm -hmm. Dream as like a a tag team, which like just because (laughs) it's so weird, I'm like, that's like. That's like watching a dog walk on his hind legs. I want to see it. (laughs) So we said the same thing about Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. We're like, that's super weird. And look what happened. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But uh, no, I liked this match. Cole coming in in a monster truck was tight. And then I loved how we're like, well, how's Dream going to top? Oh, he showed up in a Lambo. Oh, Lamborghini. But it should have been a Lamborghini monster truck is all I'm saying. Like. That's the that's the next step. Jeez. But I think I, I think I mentioned something about it when we were watching Backlash. Like if you overdo these, as we've been calling them, cinema matches, they're going to get stale. Like I I don't think they should be doing them as often. I understand like the COVID thing. You gotta you gotta run with it. But once live crowds are back, maybe cool off on them. Maybe like big five pay per views takeovers. Save them for those. Well, and I don't think NXT should be doing them because they don't need to do them, in my personal opinion. Mm. Um, Why is that? I mean, any takeover is always fire. Like the crowd is always into it. It's the cinema matches are more for. I don't know, like a guy who can't move as well as he used to not to. See, I, not- I disagree, though, because what about what about um, what about the stadium stampede? I actually haven't watched that. What? Is it? No, bro. It was wild. Oh, my God. Yeah, you got to check that out. I will. That was but that was crazy. Well, it's but, I mean, again, the oldest the oldest guys are Hardy and Jericho in that and the, but they're like still they're the top enigmas of their dude they're they're like so, they well, can so keep I guess forever. and that's the argument that I'm making is like you don't have anybody that has like physical limitations like the Undertaker mm-hmm. the, in that match and it was it was definitely on the spectrum of the kind of cinematic matches um, I don't know that that's just my argument to that I, I, I don't necessarily think it has to be those parameters um, well I'm I'm still just saying, like, don't overuse it. Don't yeah. Don't go back to it every other pay-per-view. Like, for right now, until the COVID thing is wrapped up and you can have live crowds again. Because let, let's face it, like, live crowds are going to be insane now that we haven't had them in so long. Yeah. And, I don't know, I still enjoyed this. It kind of reminded me of, like... Uh, Am I thinking of outsiders or uh, like an apocalyptic kind of scenario where they're just like fighting in a parking lot surrounded by broke down cars, even though none of the cars were broke down? 
Outsiders <laughs> is that like movie with like the the greasers, dude, and like the and it's a book with. Okay, then I'm not. Then and I'm, I'm like, you've it. got like po- Pony Boy and Johnny. <laughs> is that what? I don't know. Are you talking about the Warriors? Maybe. Oh yeah, that one. Like, okay. hey Warriors. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out and play. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I, I was okay. like, I don't I, think I, it's I, outsiders. I'll give you. I'll give you the confusion because it's like it's still it's technically like gangs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll. And I I think we called it when uh, Undisputed Era came out, and uh, we were like, dude, where's where's Dexter? Like he's he's totally gonna come out, and he was wasn't he in the trunk? Yeah. And then he like kidnapped uh, Bobby Fish. <laughs> And Roddy. Yeah. And then yeah, I, I liked his involvement. The fallout to that, like, I think I sent it to the, the group chat. It was NXT the following week. And Roddy is like, no, he's over there. He's like in the crowd. I swear to God. And Bobby Fish and uh, Cole are just like, no, dude, you're like crazy. You're you're an idiot. And it's just like <laughs> the dude literally kidnapped them. You can you know he's been like stalking strong, but it's just like no. For some reason, right now you're wrong. It's like come right. on, guys. <laughs> Pro wrestling logic. Yeah, yeah. I um, you know what? This match it was interesting. I I, I don't know. I remember. Did you? So are are you kind of saying you didn't like it? No, no. It's. It was still good. Uh, it was different from the other, because how many have they done now? They've done Boneyard, Firefly, and I thought there was one more. Well, I mean, the argument can be made that the greatest well, this wrestling match of all time is technically a cinema match because they filmed well, a bunch the, of reshoots and stuff with it. Velvet, Velveteen Dreams, ma- uh, this match came first. Right. So, But e- either way. Um, it was different in the sense of like, it was like, uh, as we keep calling them, like B rate, B grade, uh, B rated movies, like not the best kind of movie, but it was still good. It was kind of awesome, but it was just like, a uh, what was it? Rocky was it Rocky three where he fought the dude in the park or in the alleyway. Oh, how dare you? That's, that's Rocky six. And that's a, oh, okay. atrocious piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like it was just like it was a parking lot brawl. Or it actually, that's technically uh, Rocky Five. I'm sorry, Rocky okay. Five. I don't remember. I hate that movie. <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah, I guess like a street fight. Yeah, I, and it's I, like I remember like Logan was a little critical of this in terms of like compared to the other matches. I didn't have a problem with it. I I I liked it. I thought it was good. There was some crazy bumps, like the mm-hmm. how Cole got all cut up by the um, yeah the car windshield was really gnarly. And then I, I I heard some people kind of criticize like, okay, really? Like the dude's been the champion for over a year. And then you have Velveteen. It's like, you're not going to pull the trigger on him. Here's my argument to that. Velveteen is, let me pull it up just so I get the exact age. He's Mm -hmm. 24 years old. The guy's crazy talented. He is going to have, a hell of a career ahead of him still. So I don't think it's like, wow, like you guys are going to pull the trigger on this guy yet. Uh, Cause I think that they have time to do that. I think the one upside to having a guy like Adam Cole have the title for over a year is it legitimizes the title. Mm-hmm. 
And then also, so it's gonna be a bigger deal when he finally drops it, but then it's like, you have a guy that has legitimized the title, he's had it for over a year, he's the biggest name in NXT, then you have one of the biggest names from Raw and or SmackDown come into NXT. Who was the past face of NXT. Right, the dream match, and and I'm sorry, it's a bigger match than than Balor and, and Velveteen, the dream match is Balor and Cole, which and honestly so, should have been at Mania. Like, that's a Mania match. Yeah, I mean, I've got really seriously mixed feelings as to, like, how they dealt with the NXT roster around Mania. Mm-hmm. I, I, like, to me, they decided to then have, like, the matches that they scheduled just randomly on the shows for, like, three mm-hmm. weeks after Mania was a bad decision, in my opinion. But... It happened. It's you know we're past it now. But um, when we uh, when I built my wrestling room, this could easily. God, I was gonna say when we build my wrestling ring and we start our own little YouTube series, (laughs) we'll be in control of it. We'll do it how we goddamn well. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the thing, though, with like, so you can still have a big show for Finn and Cole because they could try to make that happen for SummerSlam. I don't know if there's gonna be audiences for SummerSlam, but I, I think that's the obvious time to try to like pull the trigger on that. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they're going to have a big takeover before SummerSlam, I'm, I'm not real sure, but uh, anyways, this was so, a good match. And I think that j- having the, the stipulation of like dream, not being able to challenge, I think it just it, clears up the, it, the runway for somebody else. And it, then it, he can easily challenge as soon as somebody else has the title. Yeah. And it um, it kind of it puts that uh, career versus state streak, kind of like I guess in this case title versus chance at title. Um, it just gives a little bit more stake for uh, Dream to win it, and then he he I've ne- I've never not liked Dream. He's amazing. I he's super young, super talented. Just I think we've I think I've said it before. Like I pray to God he doesn't do something stupid and fucks up his potential hall of fame career, dude. If he, yeah. if he just keeps his nose down, like go out and blow off some steam. That's one thing, but just don't be an idiot. Yeah. Dude, he could, he could be world champion very well, easily. He, did, he has, he has like a charisma of, he's like a kind of a, a mix of, Cena. Hmm, that's an interesting comparison. I, I was going to say he's a mix of like early 90s HBK, Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect. He's got he's obviously got some flair, mm-hmm. you know, but then he's like physically he's kind of like this crazy amalgamation of like a lot of different styles and because it's like he's got the high flying, he's not afraid to go to the ropes, but he's also stupid strong. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he's not a little guy. He's a he's a pretty big guy. So, yeah, he he's, I, and I, I mean like he also has a character that, like I said, it, you could say you could pinpoint that he's he's cherry picked a few things, mm-hmm. but his character is very very original. I, I when I first introduced him, uh, I was like, I showed some of his clips to Heather. And I was like, this is like if Prince was a wrestler. Yeah. 
So it I, is. it's like it's, we were, it's... we were watching. Um, I think we were watching Takeover Portland back when Jordan and I got home, and our friend Anna came over, huge Prince fan. And she's just like, oh, wrestling. Uh, okay, cool. I was like, no joke. There is a wrestler on this specific uh, brand you would love. And she's like, oh, okay. I was like, think Prince, but your age and an amazing wrestler. And she's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's totally Prince. If Prince was a wrestler. Oh, dude, you know it'd be great. That will never happen because sadly Prince is gone. If Prince oh. played him in, oh my god! Oh. <laughs> that hey, would we have be... we have holograms. We could <sighs> that'd be dope. <laughs> uh, so let's move on to the next match. I'm going to preface this by saying I, I was not a huge fan of this match. Like, it, and it wasn't anything that the wrestlers did. I was not a fan of the way it was booked. Karen Cross with Scarlet defeated Tommaso Ciampa by technical submission. In a singles match, but I have to tell you the time signature: six minutes and thirteen seconds. That dude, Champa this was is a, a this was a slightly longer squash match. And Champa's known for his like fifteen and up, like good, oh my god matches. Uh, I again he barely got any offense. I don't know. I don't know enough about this cross guy. Like I never watched him before NXT. Um, I'm familiar with him when he when he was Killer Cross in impact he is very very good that the character I, I think they definitely have something with him and he's he's physically impressive uh scarlet as his wife is they have a really good thing going on with like a, a manager valet sort of situation with her mm-hmm. and she can wrestle as well and i think the way they brought him in was was awesome but and i know they're they're wanting to like push him to the top but i i think that they they could have got some more traction out of hard fought battle with tomaso and then he still goes over like i have no problem that he went over i have a problem with like your champa's like one of your top dogs mm-hmm. and i don't think it made carrion look as strong as, as if he had to like earn the earn the win to mm-hmm. me it, it looked it made Champa look like, oh, he's like, he's losing a step. And yeah, we we know we know Champa like war like dude that War Games match with him and Adam Cole like we know that's Champa, and you take that yeah. and it like you were saying it does nothing for Champa to lose in six minutes like have that fucker have them just beat the shit out of each other like. I don't even care if Cross would have like no sold a few things, but just like get some offense in him, have him like tease using a weapon, just something that indicates like I don't know. It's well, you can still even ha- you can still even book somebody to look dominant, but it's but you can still have the person that is kind of being dominated have it be like they're hard to put away. So mm-hmm. you know, like Champa could have had a little more offense. They could, he, you know, he could have tried to put him away a few times and he couldn't get the job done, you know, a few mm-hmm. false finishes. There's, there's ways to make somebody look dominant without it like being just a, a squash match. Cause I'm sorry, like, I think nine times out of 10, the fans are like, oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. There's the only the, the rare occasions, like, and I'm, I'm going to reference one that I think we can all agree on. 
a like Baron Corbin demon king situation where like, oh, hey, we all hate this guy so much that it, <laughs> we it, was, it, was, it was fun to see the little guy come in and just mm-hmm. stomp him out. Other than that, like, it, there's hardly, you know, or if it's like a Goldberg match, we're like, yeah, yeah, cool, it's done in two minutes, bitchin'. But other than that, like, it, it's it's the thing, if you're like a true wrestling fan, we know where it goes in the long run. It doesn't help anybody out. It's, you know, it's not fun as a fan to like, oh, wow, this is just super one-sided, and now it's over in six minutes. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, the way I would have done it is, what's, uh, what's Cross's finisher? He has that, like, gnarly, uh, I don't know what they call it. He has a gnarly submission. And Okay, so it is a submission. Well, it's like, he needs a... He needs like an impact finisher. Like if you would have just thrown, I'm gonna use uh, superplex. Just these big moves, hit Champa with those, and still just have Champa kind of kick out, and then like, okay, no, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna choke this guy to death, and then have him end it that way. <laughs> I would have preferred that in six minutes than like what whatever just happened. Have Champa th- throw some a uh, little bit more offense and not just go down as easily, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Carrion's going to be something special. Mm-hmm. And he has potential to be a big star, I think, in... Um, I know you don't like it, but main roster, WWE. Yeah. Smack- SmackDown or Raw, whatever. <laughs> It'd be... But- Dude, him and Alistair Black. That's the match I imagine. Ooh, 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 that'd be a good one. <laughs> Battle uh, of I, the entrances. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure it's inevitable that he will be NXT champion at some point. But I think that they have to like because he's barely been there. I think they have to kind of like cool it a little bit because you know, fans are fickle and people are going to turn on him if they're, if they're just like, Oh, this guy came out of nowhere and now he's the champion. I, I honestly think that they need to, it's Alberto Del Rio all over again. They need to slow burn it. And I think that like a good, maybe model for how they make somebody dominant is Oscar. Asuka, she, when she had her streak, she really didn't, like, beat all that many jobbers. And when she started, like, beating significant people, it was in dominant fashion, but it wasn't in a, a, a bunch of fucking squash matches. Mm-hmm. And so, like, they've, they've done that within, like, you know, like, recent history. So I don't know why, the, why they don't go back to that and go hey this works because the whole just squash 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 beat up jobbers thing like uh, it, it never really it kind of falls flat and not that Tommaso's a jobber by any means but you're kind of making him look like a jobber by mm-hmm. not making it more of a significant win let's talk about the main event Io Shirai defeated Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley in a triple threat for the NXT women's title I was legitimately I was not, surprised by this I was not mad about that I was surprised in the best way because I don't know. I just kind of figured and I, you know, they were even do, like Triple H in an interview where he's talking about how like 
Charlotte having the title elevates the whole brand, and so I thought, oh boy, they're going to have her have the title for a while. The only thing I was really upset about was, I think we we talk about it all the time, like the whole like transitional champion thing. It was just like you could have had Rhea beat Charlotte at Mania, establish her, and then she could have kept dominating until this, and then Io could have taken it off Rhea. Um, but that's just, that's just my, to the counter argument to that, I think would be that it was way, it was super shocking that EO won. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't know if it would have been as shocking if EO had beat just Ripley. And so I, I think like if, if Charlotte's now gone, which it seems like she is that they, she did her job and <laughs> You know, it got some new eyes on it. Um, I think as long as she's not going to come back in the fold and then they're going to give her the title again, I, I don't have as much of a problem with it. And I, th- mm. I'm i very excited that they gave a shot with the title to EO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this match was sick, dude. I was very, very impressed with it. Dude, that crossbody off the top of the house. <laughs> yeah. Like, all these women had really great chemistry. I, I, I still... Am amongst the thinking that Charlotte can hardly ever have a bad match and she can pull a good match out of pretty much anybody. Uh, but fortunately, all these women are really talented. I'm really hoping now that we get the one-on-one between EO and Ripley because I think, mm-hmm. not to say that, you know, Sh- Charlotte was a welcome addition to this, but I think that you can do some things kind of with the focus of a uh, singles that you can't in a triple threat. So, I'm I'm looking forward. Oh, yeah, to Yeah, there's some other asshole poking in, interrupting stuff. <laughs> right. So do you do you think that Ripley, like wanting a rematch? Do you think that's kind of the next next thing, or where do you think this is going? Um, with Io as the title, as as the excuse me, the champion. I think I kind of want Rhea as much as I love her. I want her to kind of venture off and kind of do what Finn is was doing because now he's back in a title picture. Just go, just Three go have matches. some great matches. Go, no title involved. Just go have some great matches. Like earn re re up your uh, your nightmare character of like, no, I'm a dominant bitch. I'm gonna I'm gonna tear this house down and then go back to EO because I think that would also help EO. Do do kind of the same thing. Like, hey, this is your first run as a champion. We're gonna get some get some wins under your belt, and then have the Rhea EO match. Maybe yeah. at like uh, like you were saying, maybe the takeover before SummerSlam if there's one. Yeah, that's just how I would do it. I think that sounds good. I, I you know, or, or part of me, I wonder if maybe you can you can have the Mia Yim Candice LeRae uh, rivalry and in like whoever's kind of comes out on top of that then challenges EO yeah I, I, I would say you know or, or maybe even you know like because now it seems like Shotzi and Tegan are uh, going to mm-hmm. be a team so like maybe Dakota Kai challenges because I think EO's in this interesting position where she's done a great job as a heel but I think people want to like her so I think that Bastards. they could 
I think that they could just have her be a tweener or they turn her baby face again. Although I don't really want that. I think if she, I think mm-hmm. have her be a tweener because I think the kind of darker sort of take on her character is she's she's kind of coming to her own. So, mm-hmm. and not to say that you can't do a heel versus heel, but no. But all all in all, again, NXT can do no wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this was a fun show. I, I loved the throwback aspects of it. It was, it was really, really good. I, those, these takeovers are always. I would something love, I look forward to. Well, I guess NXT is a part of Survivor Series now. I was gonna say I would love a NXT version, kind of of Survivor Series, um, in the sense of like, I've always loved Survivor Series because you get. A five-on-five from the two different brands of people you kind of see future matchups with. Yeah. So I would love to see an NXT version of it, but NXT is still so small. It's just like you can just pick. Maybe do uh, NXT versus NXT UK. That would be. Well, they technically do that. That's the World's Collide show. Is that? Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. If they did a five-on-five elimination. Not yeah, it so, have so to be elimination. the the last show they had, the last Worlds Collide, they did that basically with factions. They had Imperium versus Undisputed Era, and it was yeah. freaking rad. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Yeah, okay. so so they, so they do that every year, and it, it's it's definitely fun. And then when I need to pay attention a little and bit, and they more. had like they had uh, they had the cruiserweights involved in it too, so. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about backlash. We we kind of got a little long winded with uh, in your house, so mm-hmm. maybe we can kind of rip right through this. But Are, do you mean the greatest wrestling match that ever was? Yeah, definitely. Let's. I have a lot to say about that match. Some good, some bad. Not the match itself, but maybe how mm-hmm. the way they the oh, aftermath of it. My la- my last thing on the women's match, I. Don't know how Rhea did not break her face when Io did that moonsault because she landed on her goddamn face. Oh yeah, it was it was rough. Like there was no report. Like oh, she got a broken blah blah or even a fucking black eye. She dude. was on she, the show. <laughs> she was on the show the next Wednesday, mm-hmm. so she must have been all right. So backlash. Uh, let's talk about it. In the pre-show, Apollo Cruz defeated Andrade, uh, who had Angel Garza and Zelina Vega with him. In a singles match for the WWE United States title, I want to preface this by saying I, I'm loving that they're finally giving Apollo a shot. The guy's mm-hmm. stupid, physically gifted. It's ridiculous that it's taken this long to actually have him do something significant. Um, I am upset at the at the uh, the thought that they're already gonna break up. Angel and Andrade I know, teased like, it more in this match. It's stupid. It's stupid. It's just like, just settle on something for God's sakes. Like you have a good thing going. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> McMahon's just like, uh, it's going too well. Cancel it now. <laughs> <laughs> this was a, a good, it was all, it was really short though. It was seven minutes and 25 seconds, but it was a, it was a good, good little pre-show match. Uh, these guys have good chemistry, Andrade and Apollo. And Andrade's a really good wrestler. I, I think, they needed more time with this, though, don't you mm-hmm. think? Yeah. So, because uh, you got to be honest, dude. At least a minute of this was taken up with just like 
airing out more of the Andrade, Zelina, Angel Garza drama. So mm. it was like they probably only worked for six minutes. Like, I don't, I don't know. It's Andrade is also stupid talented and very good. Like he could be uh, as much as who did McMahon? McMahon just compared someone to Eddie. Um, he was he, he's really high on Angel, and I think that's why they're gonna break okay. him up. So which, he thinks he thinks Angel's the next uh, Eddie, which sucks because it's like you don't have to break him up. Like New Day. Well, then why does anybody have to be the next somebody? Like maybe he's just the next Angel Garza. Like that. That's maybe the he's problem the first. With, that's know. the problem with Vince is he he's always trying to like oh this this is gonna be the next Hulk Hogan. Oh this is gonna be the next John Cena. And it's mm-hmm. like, dude, just let these guys be themselves. Like, you're, oh god, trying but to always put same, people in a box. It's at the same time, you don't have to break them up. I you, know. <laughs> like New Day, New Day had Kofi w- world champion for six months. Like, and they didn't need to break up as much as McMahon wanted them to break up. <laughs> See, I, I think that I, I'm I'm totally fine with Austin Theory going with Seth. That makes perfect sense. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I think he'll get a lot out of it, but I actually I liked him in this group. It seemed kind of random, but it was like, hey, the young kind of like talented kid that can learn a lot. Like that's a very uh, important aspect I think in a faction. So in my mind, it's like okay, they don't have to be a faction, but like these guys can be still a group and still be working singles. They don't have to be a tag team if it's just two guys. And like Zelina's the mouthpiece. I don't get why they have to like break them up because then it's like, what are they going to do with Zelina then? Is is she only going to manage one of them? I mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. it she can go manage uh, Alistair Black. She'd have to change her character. Oh, boo! Which is, which is uh, so interesting, like how different her character is on TV than you know than her personal life, but. But yeah, n- not too bad. Uh, opening match, Bailey and Sasha defeated Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in the Iconics in a triple threat tag team match for the women's tag team titles. So I think I think you and I uh, were talking about it during the show. Peyton Royce has stepped up her game. She's much better than she used to be. Well, Billy uh, looked really good too. Mm-hmm. Not, not to take away from Billy, I guess. But just Pey- Peyton was the weak link in that mat in, in yeah. that team in terms of like in ring skills. They, mm. they were both kind of not great, though. To be honest, like <laughs> let's just be honest. <laughs> no, um, I'm glad that, to see them back and better because I I can't remember the last time someone went away for a while and came back and we're like, no, 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 they're good. Uh, no, uh, Na- Naomi. No. No, noticeable difference yeah. yeah Naomi was one like I think we were watching a Royal Rumble match and she came back from an injury or something like that and I was just like Naomi is a lot smoother than she was four months ago five months ago and I was yeah. just like no, no this is this is good and then that was the same thing I was thinking with uh, the Iconics because they are were as annoying as it was that's what they had to be for the heel characters, but they couldn't really back it up in the ring. And now they, they can, and all they're going to do if they do it correctly is improve more. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you know, this was interesting because, you know, now we kind of know how things have, have moved forward. I think we all were expecting Iconics to probably mm-hmm. take the win. And so then when Bailey and Sasha won, I thought, okay, well, that that is just... And then they announced that they were going to be defending it the next Wednesday on NXT. I said, okay, well, this is just a way to kind of put over the put over Shotzi and Tegan and they'll mm-hmm. win when then they lost too. I I'm curious to see what, what they're doing. I don't know if maybe the eventual breakup between Sasha and Bailey is going to lead to them dropping the titles in that way. And so I they're going to like, you know, stack the deck even more and have them have, you know, have them have the titles for a little bit longer and then have Bailey be champ champ for a little longer. So it's going to sting more. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I think the breakup will happen probably right before they drop the titles. Like they could do a whole like they're they're right on the edge of breaking up and blah 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 and then like I mean they've done it a thousand times before but I think it will work with this because everyone wants Sasha versus Bailey. So they're just waiting for one to turn on the other. So when it gets to that tipping point of like someone's going to turn on someone, um, they will break up and then lose the titles in the same match. Have you been glad that they've been doing like a slow burn on it, though? Because every time we thought it was coming, it didn't come. And I I think that's not a bad thing, because if anything, WWE has a horrible habit of kind of rushing stuff and like, this is the storyline. This is this is how it's happening. There's two Plot. ways to do it. You do it this way, or you do it the way Dean Ambrose turned on Seth Rollins when they won the tag titles. The night they won the tag titles. <laughs> Which I, I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with that, but like the kind of weird in-between of like, oh, we're going to commit to this for three weeks. It, and it's then, like, oh. Yeah, and then it's like, if you're going to commit to it for like any longer than, like you said, immediately, then... Let's go. Let's have it be a, a slow burn thing, so that like every time that we're like, "Oh my God, it's happening!" and it doesn't happen, you're like, "Oh, those sons of bitches! They got me." Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. So I, I'm liking how they're doing it. Uh, who do you think should they eventually drop the titles to, though? I personally, with how good the iconics look coming back, I I, mm-hmm. I think that I think they should be them. That's my if- opinion. If not them, I do think someone from NXT. Well, that would be my number one, but I think if they were going to do that, they, sh- they should have already pulled the trigger on it. I mean, it's not to say they can't go back to that well, but I have a feeling they're not going to. Other than that, um, I can't, off the top of my head, I can't honestly think of too many legit women's tag teams in WWE right now on, the, on Raw and SmackDown. So, yeah, see, that's the problem is they need more of them. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I, I love Bliss and Cross, but they just kind of recently had it. So I'm fine with them having a little bit of a break mm-hmm. from them. But uh, I thought this match was good. They, they they made it work really well. It was shockingly like, only eight minutes and 50 seconds. Um, it And it, they did a good job because it didn't feel that short. It didn't feel long, but they they did a lot in that amount of time. And I uh, also want to shout out Sasha Banks, who, you know, just recently came back after a while. Not recently, but within the last, you know, couple months or so after a long sabbatical. She also 
she was great before, but she also upped her game and is like mm-hmm. implementing new in ring stuff, and it's noticeable. And dude, like, dude, good when, on her for for you know upping her game. Did you see that nasty uh, suplex EO hit her with? Uh, so they. No. They de- they want they defended the tag titles and then just started attacking people and EO came out and hit Bailey hit Bailey and then oh no yeah du- I haven't seen that yeah. ducked a swing from Sasha and hit her with a nasty German it was just like I I'm pretty sure Sasha's fine but she like landed right at that sweet spot of like your shoulder neck area <laughs> oh yeah and it, yeah but I think she's fine because they haven't they haven't reported anything about it so. Let's talk about Sheamus and Jeff Hardy. Sheamus defeated Jeff Hardy in a singles match. First of all, we we were talking about this. I'm not a fan of the the buildup. It's cheap heat. Um, it to it's me, cheap. it's like it, it's, it's not kind of needed. like it's kind of dragging. It, it's something they've already done a bunch of times, and it's kind of it's dredging up this stuff that like I'm sure this guy just wants to move past. And it's kind of it's kind of gross. It seems like it's exploitative um, at this mm-hmm. point. And it I, I know that they're really into the whole like oh like reality based stuff, but I, I think it's it's kind of almost d- disrespectful. Mm-hmm. And it's you a, know it's cheap. It's, it's cheap. Hate. Yeah, and it's like think of who you're working with right now. Like Jeff Hardy has been a fan favorite for years, except for that little time in TNA. And Seamus has Seamus is Seamus. I don't think he, I don't think he's get, ever been booed too bad. It's just like you don't need that. You you don't need the cheap heat of like, oh, you're an alcoholic. You're 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 this. You're that. And it's just like, yeah, you're you're a you're a failure in the eyes of your wife and kids. Like yeah, yeah it's, it's and they they kind of already did this, which is unfortunate for Jeff. Um, but I think the best time to use this storyline was the first time they did it back in 08 and 09. Like he got, he got when he got suspended for the 60 days when he, that was supposed to be like Jeff's year. 2008 was, he was supposed to win money in the bank. He's supposed to blah, blah, blah. And he like, he came back and they kind of gave him the option. Like, we're going to just say what you want to say. And he came forward. Like, this is what I did. I paid for it. I'm, I'm trying to get back on track. And it's just like, that was, that was great. But you're kind of going back to it with the same person. And I don't know, as as much as I'm a huge Jeff Hardy fan and I love Jeff, it's, it did nothing. It's not doing anything for him. And it's not, it's honestly not doing anything for Seamus. Like Seamus is supposed to be going after the IC title. Cause that's his final little cherry on top of his career. Him and AJ. I would love that. I think yep. that's a, so, yeah, so hopefully this thing will fucking die because it's yeah. stupid. Um, I will say though, I thought this match was really good. It's it's two mm-hmm. like professionals, two. They've they've been wrestling guys. for forever. I it was it was a great match. Just the yeah. story behind it kind of tainted it a little. I agree. So, I agree. Um, yeah, like I think they did a really good job at like they. I remember commenting on it for Jeff Hardy. It was a real old school match. Like they kept like 
working body parts. Like Seamus was working the legs. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, it felt very, very old school. And uh, but they still like they were still incorporating like the Jeff Hardy sort of spots. But it was it was a lot more technical and like psychology based than. Um, but it, and then in some of his matches, and so it kind of shows me that like he's changing his style a little bit in his older age, which is probably smart. smart. He, he can still do the big bumps and do the swanton and all that, but he can kind of work matches that where he's not like doing high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, high spot, and tearing. Hey, up we're his gonna body. throw you off this building real quick. Right. So. I, I enjoy this. I, now the only thing I'm wondering, so if you what you're saying is true and that they, they do have Sheamus eventually try and feud with Styles, which is interesting because they're both heels, so I'm wondering how that's going to work. But if that is the case, I can, where, does, where does Jeff Hardy go from here? I mean, just backtrack real quick because uh, it's Friday today. And I just saw a glimpse of what's happening on SmackDown right now. Matt Riddle is currently confronting AJ Styles. So, well, he, they, they haven't fired him yet. Yes, um, but he uh, threw out a this is AJ saying no shirt, no shoes, no championship match for you. <laughs> I love I love the build already. Yeah. Well, so then I don't know. Yeah, then that's so if. If what's going on in, with the whole Riddle thing, I'm assuming SmackDown's pre-taped, but if they can get past this... Well, yeah, okay, so that's true, because they they have been pre-taping stuff because somebody in the Performance Center tested positive for COVID-19, yeah. so... Oh, boy, yeah, that's a whole shitstorm that I don't really want to get into today on the podcast. Well, but, we're not gonna. <laughs> but, yeah, um, I, I guess we'll see what's gonna happen with Riddle. I think Jeff could stick with the IC title uh, to a triple threat, something like that. Here's the thing. And I, I'm afraid it's not going to ha- happen because it didn't happen with Matt. To me, it would be a goddamn travesty. If with this current run, he's on, if they don't have him one last title or world world title. Yeah. And have a, f- a feud over the title with somebody like, even if it's just one time, even if he has, the title and like drops it like the next night or something. I mean, like his kind of like underdog mean, sort of, you thing. mean like every other Jeff Hardy world title reign in WWE. And I think if you <laughs> asked him, he's probably fine with that, but it's just like, get him up back to like that level. It, it's, it's ridiculous that on that note, he's, he's like um, the most, one of the most popular wrestlers of all time. And eh, God. on that note though, uh, if they do give him one, it should be, Right before Mania, have him go in to Mania as world champion, and he can even drop it to someone at Mania. That that's my personal Jeff Hardy dream. Like I want I want him to have a Mania go in as champion. That's a pretty big dream. Yep. <laughs> I I mean I, I I want it to happen. I I I thought when those guys came in or came back in. And, you know, they, they had gotten really over outside of WWE, especially Matt. I thought, okay, you know, whatever, that's cool. Like, if, if we're going to do nostalgia and have them come back as a tag team, that's cool. We'll do that for a while. But I thought, inevitably, they're going to break up. And then we're going to finally see, you know, Matt 
fully reach his potential mm-hmm. and Jeff kind of get back to that top. And it blew my mind that Matt's not even in the company anymore because mm-hmm. of the way that they were booking him and treating him. And then Jeff, really the only reason that he still has a, like more time on his contract is because of the injuries he's had. Mm-hmm. But every time that he's been, it's like, I don't know, maybe the most significant thing they've done with him outside of, you know, when he and Matt first showed up was maybe that Hell in a Cell with Randy. Mm-hmm. But other than that, like, well, wait, yeah, I guess he was. He did. He had a U.S. He, title I, reign. But that was still really like short lived. And it was it's like, get the guy in the main event. Mm-hmm. Come on. So like, I think what, we, what are you doing? I think we were talking about it when uh, the Hardys first came back. Like this was this was my Jeff Hardy dream three years ago. Uh Jeff needed to win the world title and Matt had to be the one to take it off of him at Mania. That was that would have been And they ruined it. Motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is why that, we can't same, have nice things. <laughs> same thing with Seamus. To me it's it's ridiculous that he's been back now for a while and they're just like doing these I I, I mean I'll, as as much as I don't like the the story of the Hardy rivalry, at least he's actually like in a rivalry with somebody who's significant, and he's not just beating up jobbers mm-hmm. or like, oh, I'm gonna pick on guys that are smaller than me. Like that's just so stupid. Like he he's a former world champion. He's and if you're not gonna have him be a world champion, put him and Cesaro back together for God's <laughs> sakes. It's ridiculous. Do you see their All little right. uh, their little nod to the bar? They they no, were in the they were in the same ring for like five minutes for something and they uh they gave the oh that breaks my heart because yeah. it's like yeah if you're not gonna have either one of those guys be like significant singles anymore then put them in a tag team because they were fantastic mm-hmm. uh okay anyways but good match we, why Either is way. it so difficult to get through talking about a WWE pay-per-view compared to an NXT pay-per-view because we just get on a tyrant of WWE keeps fucking everything up <laughs> NXT uh, is just like this match was great I can't wait to see more of it if you throw this guy in it that would be even better done <laughs> WWE is just like I fucking hate everything about this because they screwed up this this and that <laughs> Let's talk about Asuka and Nia Jax. Uh, Asuka defeated Nia Jax. Well, no, she didn't defeat her. She, it ended in a double countout and a singles mm. match for the Raw women's title. So I don't think this was like the darkest timeline because I thought the darkest timeline was going to come come to pass and that Nia would beat her. Although I think this is a very obvious way to keep the rivalry going. And I think that Nia will eventually beat her, even though I don't want that to happen. No, I haven't watched the shows this week. Oh, then you you don't have to worry about that. Nia is, they're kind of leaning into this whole, like, she's hurting people thing, which is stupid. You don't want to be known as the person who hurts people you work with. Oh, hmm. Um, It's like she pushed a ref after losing a rematch. Okay, right. I heard that. And she's uh, being either suspended or something. But if Naya's... I don't know. If Naya's accidentally hurting these people, that's one thing. But if she's just like, I legitimately don't care, it's like, nope, you're done. Like, 
that you would be the last person I'd want to work with and want even in my company. But Vince McMahon, yeah. But that's just I, again. I just think that they've got the opportunity now. They got the title back on Oscar, and for better or for worse, Becky Lynch is not in the company, and I think that mm-hmm. could be a really good thing for Oscar. And she can use this next. I'm gonna say year. Because I'm assuming Becky is going to want to get back as soon as possible. But who knows? Six months from now could change. She could never come back. I think that's but, a distinct possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, but Oscar should. I don't think Oscar should drop the title until Becky comes back. I think. Well, I don't know about that. But I, I think she should have it for a while. I think they need to establish her back to that kind of like dominant uh, no one's ready for oscar like yes yeah. yes and unfortunately i think that that all that leads to the demise of the kabuki warriors but well i mean Kyrie hasn't resigned so i think she's out the door anyway she's she's I not mean, happy yeah, everybody says that she's super unhappy and then like i mean gosh she wants to go put to, in a bunch uh, of matches where she got the shit beat out of her by nia Jax, mm-hmm. so i'm sure she doesn't want to work there anymore she she wants to go to the all women's in new japan oh stardom yep yeah that's actually not a new japan company but it is it nope is it just in it's in japan uh, but it, it's okay. yeah it's new japan doesn't have any women wrestlers um but yeah that's a great that's a great uh that's, that's where I'd put her. Yeah, I mean, or uh, I honestly, I think she could do well anywhere that has a women's division. I think she could be great in mm-hmm. AEW. AEW. Um, I think she, you know where she. I think she'd be really good is Impact. I think they have a better women's division. Uh, they're they're second. I think her to, and Tessa. Oh boy, yeah, that'd be real good. I, I think they're second in to WWE because uh, so AEW is, is, has some problems. Yeah. Well, uh, if anything, Kyrie could help with those problems, like yeah. help lead. Um, not, to, not to get too far into the weeds. Uh, Tessa Blanchard, I didn't know anything about her until she, uh, like, I saw she won the, the men's world title. I was like, oh, shit, that's yeah. really cool. That's That's really cool. Immediately, though, all this stuff about her being a piece of shit started coming out. So I right. think I have a sour taste. Um, but what I is do your? Too, but here's the. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is your opinion? Very much like I, I that was disappointing to hear, but very much like now all of this stuff that's in the news, and I, I this might be for a podcast for another day, but uh, you know with. Um, allegations about sexual abuse and sexual assault and sexual misconduct by all these different wrestlers. There's probably some sort of truth to some of these allegations. There's Mm -hmm. probably some sort of inaccuracies to some of these allegations. And honestly, until there's, you know, kind of evidence of that case, I don't think that, you know, judgment can be passed on somebody just on um, what someone says. Yeah, I, I do think that the, that the the victim should be taken seriously and shouldn't be victim shamed or dismissed until, until proven otherwise. Right. But so it's so both ways. But I think also that, you know, we we try so hard to take the victim seriously that sometimes we just instantly, 
you know, drop the hammer on somebody. But in her instance, a lot of people came out. Yeah. And I. It's a little different when a lot of people come after one person compared to just a lot of cases against multiple people. Right. So So I, you know, I mean, like, could it be an instance of one person wanting to air some grievances and then people dogpile Mm -hmm. because it's like, oh, hey, this person's about to like her. Yeah. She's she's about to she's on the precipice of a, achieving something that no other wom- woman in wrestling has ever done and then people it's like let's tear her down. That's, but there's so many people process. Yeah, but there's so many people that have said something that like I think that probably the truth lies somewhere in the middle. I think she's yeah. probably I wouldn't be surprised if in the past she had said some unpleasant things that were mm-hmm. maybe you know, racially charged. I wouldn't be surprised if she was not very nice to girls backstage, mm-hmm. but I mean, is it to the exact extent of, you know, what everybody accused her of? I'm not a hundred percent sure. And also, um, uh, I'm a, at least I'm going to use myself in a, as an example. Uh, 10 years ago, I was not the same person I am now. Sure. Like, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, you've known me almost that long. So mm-hmm. it's, I am very much not the same person. And I, it's not like I hide from certain things. Like, no, I was an I was an asshole, and I like didn't care. Now I'm an asshole, and I but I but I care about everyone. So, so I used to when the whole thing with Tessa came out, I just thought it was super convenient. Like, oh, she just did something amazing, and now oh no, she's she sucks because of this this and this. No no no. It's yeah. like okay, why why where was this a year ago? Why, why are you waiting? And I well, understand. And a lot of people said it was like years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, you're going to wait till this person is at their top to drive them down. And it's just like, and it's, I'm not, uh, not victim shaming. I'm not doing anything. Cause I understand the whole, like, it takes a lot to come forward. It sure. really does. But I don't know. Unless, it it, it unless, is a little suspect with the timing for sure. Mm-hmm. Unless you're like, are still close to this person because if Tessa's whole thing was years ago, unless like someone is still close to them in the last few months or so, and you still no, you're still the way you were. So I'm going to, I'm going to call you out on your bullshit. Like, I don't know. It's, <sighs> we, we live in a dark world right now. <laughs> no, for sure. I, I think her personality you know, aside, she's phenomenal in the ring. She's a very okay. special, special talent. And then so I'm going ju- to judging on that, judging her. on that. I think she's great. Um, I, I just, she might not be a very good person outside of the ring. Um, so, you know, I don't know. According to a decent amount of women, she's not, yeah. But then there were some people that went to bat for her, so it, it's it's hard to say, man. Yeah. It's really hard to say. And I and I'm with you. You can grow and be a better person. I think. And and we sometimes lose sight of that. Um, yeah. I think like a perfect example in the wrestling world is like Shawn Michaels. Yeah, dude. It is like, a general consensus that he was that absolute piece of shit. Dude, back that in the gif, day. the gif of him with the. <laughs> yeah, you know, or like Randy Orton. Like everybody yeah. has said, he was a total asshole. Mm-hmm. And so I, I think that you can, I think that you can 
grow and become a better person. So it's the person that acts like that, and there's like, hey, dude, like you're you're becoming like a big name. You should you should maybe calm down. And they're like, no, why would I? It's like, no, I'm awesome. It's just like, okay, no, you're you're a piece of shit. Like right, right. So back to this pay per view. N- now that we've done some weed whacking, um. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Oscar and Naya, I. I actually thought that it was a decent match and thank God nobody got hurt. <laughs> and I, I didn't have a problem with the double count out finish. I, I, I would prefer that to, uh, you know, disqualification, which is usually their go-to. And if they must have this continue or they must have Naya still looking strong, whatever, then that's fine. I'm just glad that Oscar's still a champion. Yes. Agreed. Let's talk about Braun Strowman defeating Miz and John Morrison in a two-on-one handicap match for the WWE title or WWE Universal title. I think I honestly thought that this was shockingly good. <laughs> so I was gonna say because you and I kind of share the same opinion in handicap matches for world titles of not a fan. They're stupid. Don't do them. But Miz and Morrison have a thing, and. It's so ridiculous. I love it. They're great together. They were great together originally before they mm-hmm. broke them up and Miz kind of went up to the top. Yeah. I, I, You know, when they brought Morrison back in and then they announced that him and Miz were going to get back together, I, I will say that I thought that's a down step for both these guys. Mm-hmm. But, but they're 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 doing the absolute best they can do with it and I think mm-hmm. that they're, they're knocking out of the park. The... Hey, hey. The, the vignettes, oh, oh. the music videos. Oh, my gosh. But I, I love the psychology in this match because the fact that they, they, they sowed the seeds of them breaking up or having some issues. The fact that, like, Morrison had the win. Yeah, and Miz he was like, had you know. the win. And then, yeah, Miz broke it up. Because, I, I like that they put that wrinkle in that, like, the instead of having them be co-champions like they were hoping, yeah. that the, whoever got the pinfall would be the winner. Um, I don't really, Mor- Morrison's face of what, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> like, I don't really know if this meant a whole lot, like in the long run, I guess maybe we'll find out tonight on SmackDown. Um, but it was, it wasn't, it doesn't little, always, it can be one-offs. There can be one-offs. Yeah. I thought it was neat that Miz broke up the pin, but it was like, it was immediate. Like Miz was just like, no, I shouldn't have done that. I'm sorry. You're, you're. and, and it's it, like, no, no, it, go get him. <laughs> it led to their demise. So, do you think that that is like the sowing the seeds of them breaking up? And if so, like, are you okay with that? Do you want them to break up right I now? D- uh, the way I see it, the WWE dropped the ball with not taking for one, not having Miz beat Shane McMahon at last year's Mania. And two, not pushing him to the world title last year. Like Miz, Miz turned face. He was he was as over as he's ever been. Yeah. And they're just like, and you're gonna lose to Shane McMahon, and then we're gonna just uh, who's the Miz? Like what? And then I, I feel like he's on a level of like a of a Dolph Ziggler. Like he's a workhorse, and mm-hmm. they can rely on him to do like whatever they ask him to do, and he'll do well with it. But I. They, the dude is owed so much. He's criminally underrated. It, yeah. Rewind uh, 10 years. 
uh, 10 years. Never would have said that about Miz. Like, no, he's a whiny little turd who doesn't. Da, da, da. No, he's he's put in his lumps. He's yeah. had one world title uh, run. But if you put it on him, I don't I don't know if now specifically right now would be the best time. But if you play out this John Morrison thing feud, I think, honestly, you have Morrison turn on Miz. If you're going to break him up, maybe get Miz back into that babyface fold and if he can if he could salvage what he had that would be the time pull the trigger yeah. then yeah and then i don't know but I, if they're if they're not gonna do something along those lines just keep them together there's there's it's not like you're gonna use them correctly at a singles anyway i'm not i'm not completely ready for them to be mm-hmm. broken up because uh, i think that what they're doing is working. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm curious to see what, what's going to happen moving forward. But I, I, I hope that you're right. That if they do break up, Morrison has been a world champion. Every other company that he's been in outside of WWE. And hey, so was Bobby Lashley and look how they fucked that up. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm oh, really hoping me. he was in a 10 year hiatus. He did not do any professional wrestling between 2008 and 2018 sitting on the couch. (laughs) Um, yeah, I, uh, I really hope that they do something with him and then same with Miz, because I think that the amount of like main event slots that he's gotten has been pretty few and far between, to be honest, Mm -hmm. other than that run with John Cena. And then that was honestly overshadowed by the rock. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but yeah, kind of an entertaining short little match, and I, I I wasn't mad about it. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Lashley uh, with MVP in his corner in a singles match for the WWE title. I think this match lived up to the hype. Do you mean this title? Yes, that title. <laughs> we, we we were talking about it because you know they've this is basically of course WWE is never going to acknowledge this, but it, this is a rematch from from Impact in an absolute barn burner mm-hmm. and this did not disappoint these guys have great oh. chemistry and it's it shows uh so um, triple h sean michaels guys who have wrestled each other for years like they they know how to do a match and i even i that impact title match the what was it a tap out or knockout match i think so yeah so I didn't see that live. I, I wasn't really watching Impact uh, when McIntyre was over there. Excuse me, uh, Galloway. And when I saw the the little clips of it, I was like, I know, I know they work together, but I can't remember if there was any good. It's in like one of the top 10 fucking Impact matches. Like, Oh, yeah. And then I was like, no, no, we're in, we're in for a treat with this match. And it, it didn't disappoint, except I don't... I, I hate Lana so much. So the only the next thing I would honestly do, do a rematch. Have have Bobby become number one contender again. Uh, I don't really care how, but make Lana not a part of it. It needs to be a clean. I think it needs to be a clean uh, win. Well, on Raw, they seem to kind of like set the stage for them getting a divorce, and I, I, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that thing needs to just be die done. It's it's so. Like that didn't that didn't help Bobby out at all. It, it was it was dumb. It was and I think it was a last little like fuck you Rusev. 
Yeah, and uh, I, I, I agree with you. I thought this match was absolutely amazing. It, I think both guys came out of it looking really, really good, mm-hmm. and I want more of that. I, I honestly, I think that this could be a long-term rivalry that honestly probably should have been what we got with Bobby and Brock, but McIntyre is a way better wrestler, so... Mm-hmm. I, I think that I, I'm okay with how things have worked out. I just hoping that this is that wasn't a one off title match for Bobby. And I honestly wouldn't be mad if like Drew's got the title for a while and then Bobby's eventually the guy that wins it from him. So I think we talked about it. Uh I personally would like Bobby to win it before the crowds come back. Cause as as much as he deserves uh, a world title run with uh, WWE, I want that crowd pop when Drew wins it back. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember you saying that. I, I I would be fine with that. I mm-hmm. I just don't want him to drop it right away because I think he all he, he it was so long for him to finally get that shot. I think he mm-hmm. needs to have it longer to be legitimized. I think he should have it till let's see, Survivor Series November ish. I, yeah, I no, honestly, you can even I'd even push it end of the year. So, e- even if he kept it till next Royal Rumble, I would be I'd be fine with it because Drew is, I think Logan kept saying like Drew is his kind of champion. Like he's a super chill dude. He's great in ring, great on the mic. Uh, his social media even is fucking on point. Just nothing but rescue cats and he's a, <laughs> like, he's a cat daddy. I love it. Yeah, and he's. I don't know. I think he's what Roman was supposed to be in 2015. Well, I think, well, because part of it is he hasn't been pushed down everybody's throats. Because yeah. I think Roman is a, a very stellar guy and very uh, underrated in the ring, mm-hmm. underrated on the mic. But he and was I, just jammed down our throats where... Mm-hmm. This was more of organic. Ma- McIntyre like. was very organic, yes. And then it was kind of like, all right, we this is the champion that we will accept. Mm-hmm. And that's when you're going to get the crowd on the side of the person, whether it, it, it has to be either, you know, organic. And then this is the champion we accept, or this mm-hmm. is the guy that we've been wanting for years and years and years and years. Mm-hmm. You have to make this happen like a Kofi Kingston situation. Mm-hmm. But when it's, when it's Vince, no, no, this is your champion. People are going to reject it. Even you, if the, you don't know what you want. You're stupid. <laughs> yeah. Even if the, even if the, the, the person is great, it, it's going to be rejected. It, you know, mm-hmm. like nobody wants to be have their medicine forced <laughs> down their throat. Um, but yeah, I love this match. It was it was physical, it, and it it goes to show how athletic these guys are. Because it's two big fucking guys, mm-hmm. and like this match with guys this big. If this would have happened in the eighties, it would have been slow and boring. You know, but it's like it was so explosive because these guys are just so athletic for their size. I want more of it. That's 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 all I'll say about that. And if I, I would love, dude, them in an Iron Man match. Like, that would be. That'd be interesting. But whatever, whatever their next match is, because if if you don't have one more match, uh, at least one more. If it's one more, I think Drew should win. But if it's if Bobby wins, then you got the rubber. Like, that's gonna be great. But. They need to have that that barn burner, and at the end, dude, just shake hands, 
I think that's 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 what I would love. The next uh, pay-per-view is Extreme Rules. They could have some sort of stipulation, you know, kind of like hardcore match. Last man standing or something. Yeah. That could be cool. Uh, so let's talk about this wasn't or, actually. Or they can have a Lana on a pole match. Oh, my God. <laughs> so let's talk about. They just show up and just like, I mean, I don't want her. Like. <laughs> McIntyre just throws the title at him, just like, not worth it. (laughs) Bobby throws Um, it back, like, I don't want it. (laughs) Let's talk about the next thing, because I'm going to say thing, because it wasn't even a match. The Street Profits were set to defend their Raw Tam team titles against the Viking Raiders. It didn't even end up in a match because they got into this ridiculous... They took some shrooms and, like, fucking (laughs) ran off. They got into this, like, Ridiculous Three Stooges fight. Okay, so I was waiting. I didn't want to comment on this when you were kind of having some criticisms for the cinematic matches when you were talking about Cole and Velveteen. Mm -hmm. Because I was waiting to talk about this because I I think they jumped the shark. There were some moments that it was like it was so silly that I I popped for it. But if you look at it as a whole, Mm -hmm. they had... Just like, I'm going to just throw out a few just random things that they did in this match. They established that Ivar has either, I'm not sure if it's like he's worthy and a turkey leg drumstick is like is Mjolnir and it, like he can fly through the air into his hand or if he's force sensitive. <laughs> they established that. They established that out of nowhere, who Akira Tozawa is apparently the leader of a ninja motorcycle gang. And his heavy is a seven foot tall ninja that doesn't speak and he carries a sword. Uh, what else? They ended the match um, very I, much like S- S- Star Wars New Hope, like in the trash pile. Like, mm-hmm. the, oh, there's something in the trash. Like, yeah. there's a monster. Dude. But the most important thing is we learned Ivar is cute, but. Eh, not not so much, Eric. Yeah. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. Like I don't, I don't even know what that is, but I love it so much. But I, if I had to hate it, it's because who the War Raiders were, and it's like, dude, you could you could do that with any other tag team, but the War Raiders are supposed to be this dominant, destroying tag team. But the fact that it's them and they're, uh, hey, Ivar. You're, pretty cute no it? hey dude the revival they're gone so now now vince needs somebody else to bury <laughs> oh boy hey it, that's it, okay because war raiders have to go to aew and win those tag titles to officially win every single tag title ever <laughs> i uh oh boy yeah so you know let me just say we're, we're wrestling fans i i don't feel like i'm you know Ooh, I'm I'm way too uh, sophisticated for lowbrow entertainment such as wrestling. It's not the case at all. I like some fucking stupid shit in my wrestling. This was like maybe a little too stupid though. Like, dude, come on. And like I said, I wanted to like it. I always kind of lean on the side of like, you know, trying to like silly stuff in wrestling because. Let me tell you what, if you take it too serious and you're like those jabronis on online that are just like, 
they can't ever be happy with anything. And I, you know, I know we're critical, and that's kind of what why we're doing these reviews. But, but we are still children, and we'll pop for these stupidest things. Well, right, and we we'll, we give credit where you know where it's due. And the other thing is, it's like we're, we're trying to find the good aspects and stuff. And it's like, dude, I see some of these guys. Like, uh, I I I hope that you know this doesn't start like a, a like a Instagram beef, but authors of wrestling. That mm-hmm. profile, that guy's way too negative for me. Like, mm-hmm. like what was his? What was his whole shit with uh, Goldberg when he took the title off the feed? He like, like ten posts kept, in a row. Yeah. Well, he also does trolling posts. He doesn't like Humberto Carrillo, and then he just he, so he always trolls. And that, that's the thing is like, so he's he's not just being like critical. Like he nothing can make him happy, and he just is a troll, and so. I don't know. If you hear this, authors of wrestling, we don't like it. <laughs> you're kind of a troll. Too negative. Um, but uh, you, gotta, you, gotta, so, you gotta lighten up, bro. Like, go hang out with Matt Riddle for a little bit. Like, like I, I don't, I don't, you know, I, I don't want to be like that. But this was a little stupid. It was a little dumb, and I, I think it was kind of jumping the shark in terms of the the cinematic matches where see, like, it was a little too silly. See, I was more upset that we got this weird little haha instead of like, no, these are two good tag teams. Like that this could be a good tag match. Well, they've been like, doing stupid stuff with them on the shows too. They keep doing these like, oh, let's have a turkey leg eating contest. Let's have a let's summon one flip, from out of nowhere. A flip cup game. Let's play bowling like, you know. And it's like you know, a little bit of that can be fun and silly. But I feel like this is going to be looked back on and it's going to be on that like that top 10 list of like the greatest wrestling match ever. The well, no, I was going to say top 10, like, you know, dumbest things that WWE's done. Like, I think it's going to going to be up there with like Mae Young giving birth to a hand. In terms of just stupid out there stuff. So let's actually talk about uh, a great wrestling match booked and build as the greatest wrestling match ever. I hated the marketing for this because I felt like it, um, it, it put these guys into a corner and guess what they did with that corner. They blew it the fuck up. Well, okay. Here's, uh, so I I have a lot to say about this. The, the short, the long and short of it is it was great and it delivered. However, to get it, to deliver they pre-recorded this match so apparently the the reason that edge tore his tricep is because to make sure that it was absolutely flawless and to vince's liking they did a bunch of reshoots and that's when he got hurt is doing the reshoots and so so here's the problem with it it was it was a great match and you know maybe some of the reshoots like added to it but had they just built it as like, hey, this is Edge and, R- and Randy Orton. They're legends. This is a rematch. Here's the match. You could have just, just done this is their final match. Like, you or just done- had the match. Like, I, I, I guess my, my problem is that I think it would have delivered. And those guys, they didn't need to have the pressure of it. And then they mm-hmm. didn't need to... 
you know, WWE itself didn't need to feel the pressure of, oh, we have to deliver this because we built it up so much that, hey, let's let's do a bunch of reshoots to make sure this is perfect. And then a guy gets hurt, you know, or you have kind of silly things like that cringy moment where you hear Samoa Joe talking and they then you see him and he's, his lips aren't moving. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to do the match like that. Um, but that being said, that's my that's my critique. I, I'm I'm very sad that Edge got hurt because of that, but the result, aside from a couple cringy things, like I said, like the you know the the Samojo not actually talking thing, um, I thought the end ring work was phenomenal. Mm. They told an amazing story. Forty five minute match. It was, and this is Edge's second and, match in nine years. It was incredible, and I, I think that we knew it was going to be incredible. I I enjoyed some of the different things that they did with it. Um, I was kind of... I, I was into the different camera angles. I thought that was cool. It, I was a little back and forth with the piped-in uh, crowd audio. Sometimes it was a little much, but then sometimes it kind of like... It suspended my disbelief, and it, it felt more like I was at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I had mixed feelings on that. I will say, some people were knocking it, but dude, the Howard Finkel, like dropping the no, MSG was, mic down, I I love that. I, fuck I got anyone who says anything negative about that. That was amazing. I got chills. I, I it was. I loved that. So, they did do some things to kind of make it, you know extra special. I know some people were also dogging how they had the the greatest showman music start the match off. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a problem with that either. I uh, I think more than anything they did a good job at like building up the big fight feel yep. and but the in-ring work oh man dude like the psychology in this match was incredible. And the fact that they took it back to like that old school wrestling of edge was working Randy's legs. Mm-hmm. Randy was working edges edge neck. And then, uh, edge is working, uh, his shoulder. Cause it's like, no one thinks about Randy's shoulder, but it's like, yeah. Oh, edge, edge does. Cause he's edge. And I, and I love that they also, just to kind of pay homage to the whole, like, you know, greatest wrestling match ever started using like legends finishers and went back and forth in that. And there so was I like think, false finish, that, false uh, finish, false finish, false, a uh, dude. I, I could be wrong, but I think that, uh, that hurricane Rana was his homage to, uh, Ray. I didn't, I didn't even think about it. Cause you were like, I've never seen edge do that. I was just like, yeah, me neither. I was like, Oh no, it, it, it had to be for Ray. And then probably, the whole rock bottom thing is what threw Dude. me off. I was like, <laughs> bro. Oh my God. So good. And then, so uh, good. the pedigree, uh, I would not be surprised if edges, uh, sit down power bomb was for Batista. It's just like, Jesus Christ, guys. I, I'm, if I could, if I could throw one extra little finisher, one of them should have done an AA. Those are two of John Cena's biggest rivals. Like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Or or an STF. How about that? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I these guys definitely turned back the clock. They showed that 
they are time is an illusion <laughs> two, two of the goats and I mean I, I was just so so impressed and I think that for anybody that kind of started sleeping on Randy or thought that Edge is like you know kind of a has been because I know some people were critical of their Wrestlemania match I think that they probably proved the the doubters mm-hmm. wrong in, in this and I, I was I was stunned with it um, dude I mean yeah we were all watching it together you can attest to this I was losing my shit on those false finishes because mm-hmm. by the time I mean once they set up for the the, the punt I thought okay this this is this, this is, is probably gonna be the end and that but, dude, that spear off the end off the punt his his run up to it yeah, uh, dude, the, the, um, yeah, the, there were so many false finishes that uh, honestly, I didn't really even know how it was going to end at a certain point. So it was, and then even when he did the punt, he, you know, he, he's, he's teased that, but you know that it's been seven years since he actually landed mm-hmm. it on somebody. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, oh, they're not going to do that because like the whole reason why they haven't actually had him do that is because it's like, oh, we're trying to be PG and He's family like, Fuck friendly. That. <laughs> He's like, watch me kick a guy in the head that has a history of neck issues. <laughs> like, but did you see, uh, I think I sent a meme. Uh, have you seen the new like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio gif or not me uh, gif, a meme? He's just like, he's pointing. At oh something. yeah, that's from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. I heard it's really good. But, Great uh, movie they uh, cropped Tommaso's face over it because Randy did a leg slap. And he's like, right. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, but I, this match was very like old school too. Like, you know, Randy got, got color in it. Um, and so that added a, an interesting element yeah, to I'm curious, it. I'm curious if the blood was planned or if it happened, but Vince was just like, Oh, I don't know. I I think like I think he. I mean, I you know they did edit it because it was pre-taped, but I didn't see a point where he could have bladed. I I think that, to me, it looked like he got busted open from that headbutt. Mm-hmm. That they that they. they I thought it was heads. on the back of his head. Because I uh, when he he looked down and it looked like he had a little indent. So no, I I think that was it, it ran back. The blood ran back first. I think it was maybe in pulled his, on his face. But yeah, there was a lot of like old school stuff with this. And then, uh, you know, there was, it was a lot more intense than like normal WWE matches. Cause like, yeah, they had the blood, that whole thing where they got close enough. And then obviously they, they pre-taped this. So they left that in when Randy's Dude, just like, I'm, I'm going to fucking, fucking kill, kill you. you. He said motherfucker at the end too. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, no, oh, he boy. like, just the, I'm going to kill you, motherfucker. <laughs> it's just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, but, I, but I liked it. I, I, I'm personally more of a fan of the kind of, you know, more based for adults wrestling. Um, I can get down with like the kitty stuff that, you know, is cool. That's cool too. But every now and again, like I want something that has a little more like, grit and realism so oh go ahead as um i think because we just did our top five list like that one if we would have done our top five list 
before seeing this match, I wouldn't have put it on my uh, top five greatest matches. It was just like, it was weirdly one nostalgic. So I guess, well, not yeah. weirdly. And it just like, it hit, it hit all my, all my boxes and everything. The only thing I probably would have changed is uh, what you were saying. The whole not pre-taped um, should have been not booked the way it was. The whole greatest wrestling match ever. It's like, come on, guys. It's you could have done literally anything else, and it still would have been great. Yeah, they could have. They could have had. Well, a, and just I think a, they might have avoided having Edge get hurt because now, dude, he's gonna be out for eight months. I know. It's, it's like fuck, dude. And like, dude, honestly, like, I know he signed a three-year contract, but like, eight months at his age is a long time, and mm-hmm. I, I, I hope he can come back from it. I hope he can come back one, uh, and I hope he comes back not bitter, because that was it. That was his thing. He, um, he can work matches. He and he's fine. He can, uh, like, I don't know if you watched his Celtic Warrior workouts with Sheamus it was just like he he's like this is what we're gonna do but he skipped like two of the workouts he's just like nope my neck uh I can tell when my neck can handle certain things so we're just not gonna do it it's just like if it was up to edge I bet he would have stopped like no no probably. no so yeah because I, I think it's probably it it's a, it was unnecessary yeah, and but then they, they were trying so hard for it to be like oh it's gotta be perfect because we basically booked it as the greatest wrestling match ever so that sounds like a real fucking you problem, guys. <laughs> but it's not. It's you. I think it was any if it was anyone other than Edge. Um, uh, yeah, if it was anyone, if it was anyone other than these two, I don't think it would have gone nearly as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it, it was definitely. I think it helped that it's two like old school guys. Yep. Yeah. Other than so, that, I was I was happy with it. Me too. And it, I, and I it, was it is it is pleasantly what it is. surprised. Pleasantly surprised. I, I'm I'm disappointed with the fallout with Edge, but the match itself was great. So let's talk about what led into Raw real quick. Just kind of wrapping this podcast up. So then you've got Christian back into the fold, who kind of made an appearance on that last Raw before the show, mm-hmm. so, and then. Randy challenges him to an unsanctioned match because he's quote unquote not cleared. And then Randy and Ric Flair of all people, uh, which I, I'm very curious to see what his involvement is in that. Like if that so, was just a random thing, like I don't but know, but the moment I saw Flair, the moment I, cause I saw the little backstage interview with Flair and Christian. I was like, that's super weird. Why would these two be together? Like if anything, Flair's going to be with Orton. Cause yeah. So immediately I was like, well, something's going to happen. I didn't, I didn't know the ball shot thing was going to happen. So, yeah, but it's just like, dude, you guys got to learn who to pair with who. Um, so I don't have a problem with edge and, and Rick, but I'm just wondering like what, what they're going to do with it. But so here's the thing. So then, you know, he, he ball shots Christian and then Randy, head kicks him and so there's all these rumors now that what they were kind of planning for Edge and Randy 
to happen at SummerSlam, that there's all these rumors that Christian has been or is going to be cleared and he's going to come back out of retirement and like fill in for Edge. Do you think that is actually going to happen or do you think that's just rumors? If, I think... Do you want it to happen? Well, I mean, obviously, I'd love to see Christian and Orton again. We taught, we <laughs> do nothing but put over their feud. Underrated. Uh, so so yeah. good. They, and both those guys actually have came out and said that, like, they're their two favorite. Like, they're both, like, each other's favorite to work with. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Christian came out with an interview, but he obviously could have been lying saying i mean you mean just like edge was saying he wasn't going to come back (laughs) anyways (laughs) what are you you talking about (laughs) um i'd be i'd be real happy if he came back because if christian can work that puts my dream edge's last match with christian oh my fuck that puts that on the table so or or both their last matches yeah i I mean dude because when has that ever happened? Never. Never. Because I don't think. Undertaker kept wrestling after Mania 26. <laughs> Did you see la- the 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 last yep. ride uh, fourth episode and he was saying that he should have talked to him. Sean and that he, that broke my heart, dude. Dude, and it's, it's like that broke my heart. Yeah. Um. So with going back to Randy and Christian, I don't know what I think. I, I think that it, Christian getting involved could have easily just been a vehicle. For to put Randy back at the top as like the biggest heel in the company. And maybe Dude, when he was, when he was kicking people in the head 10 years ago, like that's when, that's when he hit his fucking, like you are an evil piece of shit. Like, well, yeah. And honestly, I would love to see him get back there. Um, <laughs> what a I weird thing to want for someone. <laughs> <laughs> Only in pro wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> for real. I don't necessarily think that he needs, Rick with him but then on the other hand like I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with it and also dude like how more evil can you be if you kick a 70 year old in the head like wait what why if, would he kick him in the head if he's with him that's what I'm saying like he, uh, he's gonna eventually turn on Rick too and yeah <laughs> man, yeah I guess yeah you never know you um, really, you really don't anymore with this fucking company. I just, I just feel like they they have to explain why Rick ball sh- did the ball shot on on Christian now. And the only like, the only what's the motivation? Be, I'm Ric Flair. It's what I do. He's the dirtiest player in the game. Yeah, but it, like, and I know that like he and Randy have like history. Yeah. But maybe they can do something with that. You know, I like because honestly, um. They could do like a thing where kind of how evolution started, but Rick just never gets in the ring, you know, like because remember he was kind of like Hunter's like like mentor, like lackey boy. And Hunter definitely didn't need like obviously didn't need a mouthpiece Mm -hmm. Um, and neither does Randy. But like Rick can, I think, just kind of elevate somebody. So I don't know. Maybe they'll do a. one, I'm hoping one, that one. Randy just goes back to the legend killer thing because, like, now he's got two two people on the hit list. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say uh, maybe Hunter. Pref- Hunter's next. 
maybe before uh, he turns on Rick, maybe they do a, a small little like Rick Orton and a new guy, up and comer, uh, that kind of needs a little bit of help. Have him learn how to be an evil piece of shit. Because well, if you're gonna learn, those are the two motherfuckers to learn from. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, in case you see how it's gonna gonna all go down. I don't know. Yeah. Well, right. my friend, I think we should wrap this up. Uh, this Good. was. I'm out of a, beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a fun conversation, and uh, I think these were two pretty decent shows. Two pretty decent shows. Yeah. I'm curious to see how they're going to move forward because their, their weekly shows are, are god awful. But yep. Um, but uh, these pay reviews have been good. All right, yeah. dude. Well, thanks so much for uh, hopping on and being on the podcast again. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna try to just continue to never miss these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I, I'm going hard with the podcast lately, so I'm gonna try to do all the all the pay per view reviews. Mm-hmm. All right, buddy. Uh, thanks so much. Absolutely. All right, nerds. That's all I've got for you today. Thanks so much for checking out the episode. And thanks to my guest, Tony Williams, for joining me on a Marks with Opinions episode of Nerds with Opinions and chatting a little wrestling. It was a fun conversation. I think that uh, those last two WWE pay-per-views were really good. I think they've been putting out, you know, some some good material and some good content in terms of their pay-per-view output. And I think, honestly, the shorter format works way better for them. I know that's just simply a byproduct of, of COVID and not having a live audience, but I think it makes the pay-per-view is a lot more palpable and digestible when it's, you know, three hours max rather than like five plus. Just saying, I know it's probably going to go back to that as whenever they have live audiences, but I I prefer it. I think it's, you know, cut a lot of the, the fluff and I think that's a good thing. Listen, if you're digging what I'm doing here on Nerds with Opinions, make sure that you're following me on social media at nerds underscore opinions on both Twitter and Instagram. And I just started a Facebook, so you can find Nerds with Opinions on Facebook at Nerds with Opinions. So make sure that you like the page on Facebook. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, drop a five-star rating. And I think there's reviews on there. So if you feel like, you know, leaving a review, that would be cool too. If you're listening to this on Spotify, make sure you're following Nerds with Opinions on Spotify first and foremost. And if you're digging what I'm doing... Feel free to share these tracks either in your Instagram stories, on your Twitter feed, whatever it may be. And I would love the help in trying to grow the audience base for this podcast. And then also, you know, if we're connecting on social media, I love feedback. Comment on the posts. Let me know, you know, DM me. Let me know what you guys are thinking about these episodes. And, uh, you know, I would love just to like talk about nerdy stuff with you guys. So, connect with me. And, you know, I'm also open to ideas for new episodes that everybody wants to hear. So let's connect. And again, thank you so much for checking out the episode. As always, I'm your host, Matt Holbin, and you have been listening to Nerds with Opinions. (laughs) 